everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into INE Live. This is Tech Tuesday here on INE Live. Uh, we're really excited because we have a brand new segment coming at you today. Welcome to the INE Boardroom. This is something new that we're trying. Uh, let us know if you like it, hate it. Give us your feedback. But we thought it was a pretty cool concept. We're bringing together the content directors of each of the different verticals that uh, that INE produces content for, and uh, just bringing them together to get some insight on some recently released content right from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and then have them dish about some new exciting things that are going to be coming down the pike and uh, get, you know, get them all together sort of in one virtual room, give them a chance to talk to each other and give you a chance to ask your questions and react and sort of weigh in on what you think about some some recent uh, additions and some that are uh, yet to come. So an exciting segment. Again, it's brand new for us. We're calling it the INE boardroom. So again, let us know what you think. As always, we are answering your questions here. Uh, first, a little bit of housekeeping, as we do each time we stream here on INE Live. I want to let you know we are streaming live right now to social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can get notifications when we do go live. We want you to get involved, talk to us, talk to others. Already see chat going this morning. Love to see that. Our team is monitoring chat. So if you have a comment, go ahead and drop it in. If you have a question, do us a favor, put a cue at the beginning. Makes it easier for us to find uh, those questions. We can pull them over and, uh, and get them over to the experts. We will get to as many of those questions as we can today. I promise you that. With that, I will bring in uh, our guest of honor for today, Director of Cloud Content, Mike Pfeiffer, Director of Cybersecurity Content, Jack Reedy, and Director of Networking Content and co-founder of INE, Brian McGann. Gentlemen, all very familiar faces here on INE Live, but welcome and thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So I want to I want to just get right to it and jump into um, you know sort of the meat of this. There has been a lot of changes over the past few months here at INE. Um, a lot of improvements, uh, absolutely. In the last four months alone, just to tick off a few, INE has acquired Pentester Academy, acquired CloudSkills.io, released a new browser-based lab platform, released a new certification, the INE Certified Cloud Associate. Um, those are just the highlights, but um, but obviously some very big ones. And, and again, that's just um, over the past few months here. And so, you know, things are changing quickly. They're changing uh, quickly, uh, <laughs> and everyone's uh, everyone's kind of along for the ride. Um, but but there's a, a you know an intense strategy that's driving all these changes. And Brian, I want to get to you first because you've been with INE the longest and probably have the best perspective on these changes how they're resonating with people, how they're resonating internally and and the magnitude of these changes um, and what it means from a learner perspective. Yeah, thanks, Catherine. Um, so it's a lot to unpack. There's been a lot that's going on at INE lately. Uh, first, you mentioned the Pentester Academy uh, acquisition, which goes along with our new lab platform that is uh, browser-based. So this is uh, not only for cybersecurity, but it's also for networking and also for cloud. A uh, big thing that we've been working on in networking lately is adding labs to all of our existing courses that uh, fall into our learning paths, like uh, CCI Enterprise Infrastructure and CCMP and uh, uh, CCNA and so on and so forth. Um, so that's a big impact on the networking world. Uh, the other big impact is that we expanded our cloud offerings with the acquisition of clouds, uh, cloud skills and with uh, Mike joining the team. So we're really glad to have Mike on board. And uh, yeah, we just have a lot of changes going on and a lot to, you know, for people to see. You know, um, in reading the feedback that's been coming in, obviously a ton of it has been very positive. Um, you know, we've seen questions coming in though, that, like it's jarring, right? INE is changing very, very quickly. And um, I think all of you here would, would say yes, and, and we're owning that. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, so I think the thing is, is that that's what the, the point of this is. Education changes. We're trying to make sure that everyone has the best hands-on experience as possible and moving that in a global perspective, you know, moving the marker towards that. Um, education system that we, as, as we know it today, has been around since the very early 1900s, actually, I think even late, earlier than that. It's not working. We can tell that. We know what's going on in the universities right now. We know what's going on in the world. 
And we're looking at more ways to get people into this field. And to do that, we need to be aggressive in the way that we train and reach the individuals. And with that, you know, more hands-on labs, more uh, ways to make sure that everybody has opportunities to access the, the um, you know, the information that's there to be learned and to do so in multi, you know, we're looking at as many methods of communication from an instructional design perspective. And that's what I don't think a lot of people actually realize that about us. We do have instructional designers that are helping us to make sure that we are reaching out to the students to make sure that we are portraying the information that we're trying to portray in both a constructed manner, but also through as many different capacities or capabilities so that way it translates well to the global audience. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to expand a little bit on that, um, Jack, because I know you've worked very closely with um, closely with Dr. Amanda Martin, who is our instructional designer. And actually, we, we've just brought on another instructional designer onto the team as well. And you'll get to know them um, in the coming months. But Jack, I know you've worked very closely with uh, with Dr. Martin on this uh, instructional design over the past few months. Can you just kind of dig in a little to how important that is and how how important that strategy behind pushing out this material is absolutely well absolutely i mean you know you can't you can't necessarily just create in the dark or create in an echo chamber whenever you're talking about this type of instruction right we're trying to meet these certain objectives what are those objectives within the uh, career paths be it the objectives that we have for you know we if you're doing this certification we want you to be up to this level of understanding or knowledge the problem is though is that in order to translate that in an effective means and then document it in a meaningful way that we can then also use that knowledge base to get accredited in different organizations or, you know, uh, nationally or in some other form or manner, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes somebody that knows the process. So we work directly with two different instructional designers. Now we just had, as you said, one to the team. Um, and the entire purpose is to not only build you know, engaging and hands-on course content or um, other types of, you know, videos or, you know, things like that. This isn't just a YouTube channel. We are building towards an ultimate goal of strategic learning for the job place, the job market. Yeah. And I think that's so important when you, when you use that word strategic learning, right? To your point, we're not just throwing things out there and uh, throw, throwing everything up against the wall and hoping it sticks. There, There is a great deal of strategy um, behind the process here at INE. Um, one of the things that that has been probably one of the most noticeable changes um, over the last few weeks or so is the um, the change to INE's lab platform, right? Uh, we started in late December, moving some of those labs, migrating them over after the acquisition of Pentester Academy to these browser-based uh, this browser-based lab platform. And um, you know, in the process of that, there's there are growing pains. You know, we're upfront with that, but ultimately. Um, I want to ask each of you and, and, and feel free to jump in on the conversation here because I want to talk about the strategy behind that and, and the history of VPN labs, which, which have been traditionally what INE has, um, you know, has relied on, some of the issues and the challenges that we've battled there. And then, um, you know, I'd like to hear each of your thoughts on, on the benefits of flexibility, maybe some of the pros, maybe even some of the cons to, to, uh, to these browser-based labs and ultimately why you know, I assume all of you, actually, I know all of you do uh, buy into this browser-based lab platform as being the future. So I, I want to hear why, and I hope our students can help understand the strategy behind this. Um, Ryan, let's start with you here. Yeah, Catherine, we've been doing equipment rentals for almost 20 years at INE, which is basically physical networking equipment that we would have in our data center. And then we had all sorts of automation scripts that would run against it. Uh, and people would have to go through our, our scheduling system and use tokens in order to, uh, to rent rack time on uh, different verticals like routing and switching and security, uh, collaboration, et cetera. Uh, but the biggest advantage that we have now is that we can integrate these labs right into the playlists so that uh, the playlist for the videos, so that when you're watching a particular video, you're watching me do something on the command line, you get the opportunity right after to follow along and uh, do that at your own pace without having to worry about advanced scheduling and also without having to worry about any type of uh, special connectivity requirement uh, because historically that's been one of the problems that we run into for networking 
is that most networks are limited as to what type of traffic they allow out of the network. So we would have issues where customers might be able to access our labs from home, but not be able to access it from their office without going through, uh, you know, some jumping through hoops. But with the, today's offerings with the Pentester Academy, it's simple point and click. You, you know, just click one button. We have the virtual topology that spins up in the case of networking, and then you can interface right with the network devices. Um, I've been using it personally in development for the past couple months, and the system is really, really impressive. Um, I'm also going to be using it in my upcoming SD-WAN bootcamp, which is software-defined uh, wide area networking. So this is uh, one of the features that customers have been asking for a long time, uh, that we didn't have rack rentals for SD-WAN, but with the new platform uh, from PTA, we are going to be able to offer that, not as a uh, rental service where you're not going to have to use tokens, but it's going to be built in uh, to the other content like the SD-WAN videos. So I, I want to dig in a little bit on on your experience with this lab platform, Brian, and um, see if you can kind of give us some some details of that. You've been using it for a few months, you said. Um, pros and cons. What what do you think? Um, it's hard to say what the cons are, to tell you the truth. Um, the big advantage is that the automation is very simple. Um, it only takes a couple of minutes for the networking devices to spin up and they come up with the, uh, the correct initial configurations, what we call it, uh, basically like the state of the network that you need to start at in order to accomplish some sort of particular goal. Um, it used to be where it was very difficult to get these initial snapshots onto the networking devices and people had to go through uh, a long waiting period with the automation system, took like 20, 30 minutes in order to load up the routers. Uh, but now, like I said, you can be watching the video, click on the lab, you know, spend five minutes watching the end of the video. And then by the time that you're ready, you have the lab environment pre-built for you right there, uh, ready to go for your studies. Yeah, that's great. I, I know that's beneficial to a lot of people. And from a from a firsthand experience, I can say uh, I have a while back started taking starter pass classes. Right. I, I come from a very non-technical background, um, but my curiosity has been sparked by, you know, I want to learn more about about this industry and, you know, sort of the intimate details. I started taking the starter pass and um, had a lot of uh, difficulty getting into that, <laughs> that VPN um, platform. I think I called about seven people, I started to feel like, um, maybe I can't do this. You know, I, I don't know if any students can, can relate to that at all, or maybe I just really am not technical, but I, you know, I started to think maybe this, this is just too much. And, um, I have to say from my perspective, being able to, you know, once I got in there, it was fine. I was able to, to complete the exercises and, um, and, you know, from my perspective, being able to bypass sort of bypass that hurdle and get right into the, the learning. Uh, I can certainly understand, um, you know, the benefits of that. Um, Jack, what, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? I, I, I know we've talked at length over the last couple of months about the switchover um, and you've heard a fair amount of feedback from people on your end. Well, yeah. So obviously we have a slightly different use case here because we have e-learn security on my end, right? So we have, um, and eLearn Security came from uh, basically utilizing an open VPN platform that would connect similarly to what Brian was talking about. The problem is that when you do that type of learning, as you just described, it can be difficult for the new students to connect and engage and have a meaningful time. Um, maintenance costs are higher. You know, there's a lot of the back end stuff of maintaining that type of environment with the VPN. And realistically, um, it, it was not it was not as conducive conducive as we would like to the you know educational process if we're trying to train to a certain learning objective of understanding the underlying technology we want you to be able to precisely replicate it in hands-on environment utilizing the tools and messing around with that specific tool and the parameters as you know you progress and learn and everything else like that um, yeah, I, you know, I think that pros and cons to kind of go off of what Brian was talking about going off of either. I think that it is fun to just do stuff in technology. I mean, especially in cybersecurity, we like to break stuff, put it back together 10 different ways from, you know, not. 
but that's realistically not what the training part of our platform is about. It's supposed to be about, you know, re replicating and be able to experience what it is as a baseline understanding, right? Um, I think that there's more to progress forward in that to where maybe there's a space we can create or something like that for uh, some form of a playground, if you will, or something like that. But uh, the path that's moving forward, I think this is the best way because Brian really hit on it when he's talking about not just the networking protocols, ins and outs, uh, being a business or home, but from a global perspective, trying to connect VPN can actually be extremely difficult as well. Trying to go from one country to the other, the routing that's in between there. Um, we frequently had issues where students were not able to successfully access the platform via open VPN. And then they would think that they were still going through the steps. So then they were sending attacks just out into the wild, which was also a whole nother issue, right? So in this manner, this was a really secure and again, it's, it's, it's fundamental. So we're putting up bumper rails intentionally. Got it. And yeah, um, to, to your point that you were making, this is V1 of um, of these labs, right? Version mm -hmm. one, the sky is the limit um, when it comes exactly. to this. And, and um, you know, there's so much room to grow here. Mike, um, talk to me a little about your experience, your thoughts on on the platform and, um, and really why, and you and I have talked about this in the past, but why this is really the future, right? Like, like we're leaning into this because this is the future of our industry. Yeah, I really believe that, Catherine. And, you know, one of the things that just went through my head when everybody was talking today was when I started my career, you know, I had to go and buy stuff off eBay. I had to, you know, scrounge everything that I could get to do hands on. And uh, that's really difficult in terms of getting started. So I believe that what we're doing is the right path. You know, we're going to basically be setting up a new platform, just like we discussed, uh, that's going to give people more access. So this is going to be a thing where more people can get in the game beyond, you know, anything that we've had before. And uh, we really need that in the industry. You know, we need to lower the barrier to entry to doing some of these, uh, these hands-on uh, operations, practice, doing labs. Um, you know, I had to go back in a day and uh, I did rent, uh, did rack rentals when I was studying for my Cisco stuff. I bought hardware off the internet and built it all on my own. But nobody, you know, most part, for the most part, IT teams are doing things in a much different way. And so now we got to go faster to keep up with that. And I think that this is an awesome way to get people, you know, connected to all these different verticals. And I feel like cloud, if I'm honest, it's probably one of the easier ones because, you know, it's just kind of like by default, you know, the starter version of that is a browser, right? So um, we've definitely got it a little bit easier on the cloud side. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that hands-on is absolutely essential. And I think that what we'll be able to build over time, uh, people will start to recognize that because, you know, you can only watch so much content in a video without applying that, uh, you know, it's going to be very hard and we're moving faster than ever. And I think that, you know, with the speed that these, uh, you know, everybody in the industry is moving at, we need the ability to, you know, kind of do things in a new way. So I'm excited about it. I think this is essential. These hands-on labs, super important. Yeah, this is a, a really exciting time to be part of the INE team. I can tell you, um, INE has has never shied away from being a trailblazer um, in the industry and pushing the envelope when it comes to, uh, you know, pushing the limits, trying new things, and testing testing the very edges of what's possible, um, which I think has has you know made this such an exciting journey. Mike, I want to spend a little bit of time with you. Um, right now and just talk about uh, talk about some of the cloud developments that have happened over the last few weeks and then we'll shift into some of the things that that are to come but um the ICCA that was a big one right um talk talk to me a little about that and and where we are now where it stands yeah that was um that was really fun to get out there and it's fun to see people taking the exam i was uh, tagged on a, a thread on twitter last week at the end of the week where somebody went and take the exam they were sharing their experience so that was cool um, I really think that, you know, what we're doing with the certs is going to be a game changer. And that was just the first one. So it's, the ICCA is really just the associate layer for cloud. Um, and what we're building next, we're right now we're working on it, is a multi-cloud engineer certification path. And so, you know, the labs in there are going to span 
different level of difficulties. So, you know, a lot of times when you're doing uh, some kind of certification path, it's like 200 level, it's 300 level, it's 400 level, but it's kind of fixed, right? Um, what we're doing with the multi-cloud engineer learning path and certification path is the labs and the projects that are going to be in there as you're studying, those are going to be different levels of complexity. So there will be 200 level for somebody that's a brand new cloud engineer. There will be 300 level labs as well as 400 level labs in some cases as we build out uh, new scenarios. And, you know, there's only so much that I can teach somebody when I'm standing in front of a room with a whiteboard or I'm recording a video. But when you're in there, you know, for a, a three or 400 level lab, you're really experiencing the same things that an engineer in the field working in a you know real company that's really using cloud, you're doing the same things. And um, so that's one of the things that kind of is a follow along <laughs> to the ICCA that we're working on. There's gonna be a lot that goes into that because it's gonna be multiple courses and dozens and dozens of labs, but that's kind of the next one that's coming. So the work that we're doing with the labs and the stuff that, that we had to go through as a team to build the ICCA really set us up for the future here. And you know, when Jack was talking earlier um, about kind of opening our minds up as an industry of, you know, iterating, right? Um, I just remember back in the day where we would do stuff and do all this planning, make a, you invest a certain amount of money as a company, right? And then you're just hoping that it's going to last for two, three years, because that's how we used to do things. <laughs> but we don't really do things like that anymore, because industry's changing every day almost. So I think that with where we're at right now, we are perfectly positioned to build even more amazing experiences and certifications. And uh, we're just getting warmed up right now. Yeah, and uh, without going into, into specifics, a couple of people in chat have asked, are there more certifications coming down the pike? Uh, I think we can safely, safely without giving too much away, say uh, yes, fair? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think we yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, all right. Mike, um, can you talk a little about the GitHub Bootcamp? That's coming up later this week. Talk uh, a little about what, what that's all about. Give people a rundown and um, and what they can expect sure. in this. And why we're talking yeah. about this right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody's trying to figure out GitHub that hasn't gotten into it yet. Um, and I'm excited about this bootcamp because this is going to be another way that, um, you know, across all the verticals, but especially in the cloud team, uh, for us to do something a little bit different. And so this week we're jumping on the bootcamp for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We've got Brooks Seahorn, who's our, you know, our lead AWS instructor. And then Matt Davis, who's also, you know, one of our DevOps instructors previously worked at GitHub. He's got a lot of knowledge about, um, you know, not only the basics, but like what GitHub is doing, how teams are using it. And so that bootcamp is going to be a very interactive experience where you could come in and then learn how do teams in the modern era collaborate on code? Not just, you know, how do I get connected and commit code, but also, you know, how do I share my updates with my team? Um, and how do I do things that everybody in the top of the industry that's a leading edge, how do I do that? And so we're gonna spend three days going through all that stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, it really doesn't matter if you're not a cloud focused, if you're cybersecurity or networking, um, or even data science, whatever, the GitHub stuff is going to be useful because, you know, we're talking about storing code in there and collaborating code, but we're also talking about uh, documenting your own projects and things like Markdown, which, you know, isn't really that complicated, but it is intimidating for a lot of people um, because GitHub and, you know, storing code somewhere and collaborating on it is a new thing for a lot of people. And, but, you know, that bootcamp is going to, I think, take away a lot of some of the uh, uncertainty and maybe, you know, I don't know, fear of getting into something like that, because it is kind of a programming centric thing. Not everybody's a programmer. Uh, so I'm excited we can kind of, you know, distinct, you know, help people get past that, I guess, I'm trying to find the right word for that. Uh, but then also just like so many other boot camps that are coming that we're going to be doing just for the cloud team. So it's a great way for us to, you know, from going from building projects and building labs and shooting video to jump on a, a live event with a bunch of people. And uh, I was just checking this morning, we had a ton of people already set up and uh, registered for GitHub this week. So I'm excited. And it's just the first one of many. That's awesome. And, and you mentioned the, you know, how important this is for crossover. I'm curious, um, Brian and Jack, um, you know, your take on this boot camp, would you say people, you know, in networking, in cybersecurity should maybe 
head over, check it out. What, what specific level, you know, what, how advanced do you have to be in cloud to be able to get a lot out of this? Um, you know, the three of you kind of take that answer away uh, among yourselves, but uh, you know, just curious how valuable it is to, to people in other, Extremely. in other places. Extremely. Mm. The thing is, is that I think that GitHub skill sets are here to stay for a long time. Uh, it's definitely part of SDLC and you'll come up against it at some point in your life, be it via, you might not do it initially as a technician, but you'll get there as a manager. Like you're gonna, you're gonna experience it. Yeah, definitely. One of the big things in networking is what we call development operations or DevOps. And it's getting networking more from a, a programming point of view. So definitely knowing how GitHub works is, is gonna help you out in your career for sure. All right, you heard it from them. Jump in there uh, to the GitHub bootcamp later this week. You want to give a give one more plug for it, uh, Mike. When when and how people can register? Yeah, that's let's do that. I need to look at the date. If I'm honest, I was just looking at it earlier. I just want to make sure I give out the right information here. So I know it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So let's just get that. Um, apologize, I'm not uh, on the right screen. Stand by one second. Um, and if you, if you follow us on social, uh, you you won't right, be able to here miss it. Is. it. I got it. So February 23rd, 24th, 25th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and that's my local time. So I'm in Phoenix. So Eastern, that would be noon Eastern. Perfect. And that's all on the platform. So if you're in INE, if you're you know on the INE website, just go to boot camps and you'll see it right there on this on the top one. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I mean, and we're not expecting anybody to be like a master. You know, we're, we're starting from scratch. So that would be my final plug. Um, you know, come in there, check it out. And I think that everybody will get a little bit of something out of, out of it, if not a lot out of it. If you'd Fantastic. like to join, it looks like uh, I, see, I was just going to say, it looks like I see all the links in the chat right now. If you'd like to join, just go ahead yeah. and click in there. Yeah. Yep. I was just going to say, Crystal, our moderator is saying uh, it's all in the chat and it will be posted on social immediately after the show. So if you're interested in that GitHub bootcamp, which it sounds like uh, everyone should be, go ahead and check that out. Check out the links in chat or uh, they'll be posted right after this. Um, Mike, one more thing I want to touch on specifically as it relates to cloud, the multi-cloud engineer certification path. And we're, we're having a lot of questions in chat about, um, you know, about multi-cloud and how critical that is, how important it is. Can you talk a little about the multi-cloud engineer certification path and where we are on that and where we're headed? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's going to be a path full of about 10 or 11 courses. And we've already started shooting the first couple courses on that. And uh, so basically, you know, uh, you could take these standalone, these courses and just do the labs that are in there. But the idea is if you go through all of that and you go take the certification that we have at the end, um, it's going to be very in-depth testing your knowledge of, you know, things across multiple cloud platforms, especially in the very beginning, AWS and Azure. And then we'll add Google as we go. But, you know, what we really want to create here is a, an opportunity for everyone to be able to not only just learn this stuff, but to go into an interview and to be able to showcase your skill set and your experience. I think probably the biggest thing that I hear from people is I don't have enough experience in cloud. And this in, is one way of fixing that, getting in and building stuff. Is it in production? No, but it's the best way to start. And the projects and the labs we're going to build are going to be very real world and you know, multi-cloud certification ultimately is going to mean you're going to be able to go into an employer and basically prove that, hey, I'm able to take an objective that's, you know, a requirement that uses multiple clouds, and I'm able to get those objectives accomplished uh, with very high-level detail, just like I would at uh, any company that I'm working at. So that's kind of the high-level idea. Where we're at with it still building the first couple courses. We're also still building up the cloud team. So as the team grows, that'll happen faster. But like I said, each course is going to have multiple projects or labs in it, and those will span different levels of complexity. So even just doing one course in the path will teach someone a lot. And we're just going to hit all the pillars that any cloud engineer would need to know, like you know, identity, infrastructure as code, um, ser you know, serverless, virtual machines, storage, databases, migrations, all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, not only from 200 level all the way up to very hardcore. So that's kind of the high level. And, uh, you know, it's going to take us some time to build it. But I think that as we go and create labs, you'll start to get a sense of where this is all headed. Because after the multi-cloud engineer, we're going to have architecture, we're going to have DevOps, and there will be some of that in there. 
kind of anyways, but yeah, that's kind of the, the big picture idea. And uh, yeah. yeah and I mean, it, incredibly valuable. I'm looking at a, a comment. Bob, Bob made a comment. That sounds sweet. Just read a job posting requiring skills for the big three cloud platforms and focusing mm -hmm. on that multi-cloud environment. Um, something that, that, that again, we're really leaning into. Juan, Jay just signed up for the GitHub bootcamp. So uh, he's already getting smarter this week. Juan, Jay, nice. good to know. We'll see you there. Um, all right, Mike, thank you. I want to shift over to Brian and, uh, and talk a little about networking. What's happened, what's been happening, what's coming up. Um, Brian, some, uh, some focus on the Juniper courses. Talk to me a little about those, you know, where, where we're at, where we're going. Yeah, so like Mike was saying with cloud, the big thing is to diversify. So not only in today's environments do you need to know about AWS, but you know possibly Azure, maybe Google Cloud. In the networking world, this is going to be for different uh, vendors like Cisco, Juniper, uh, Fortinet. We're working on, and the uh, technologies you'll see that are uh, covered are going to be the same, but there's a different flavor of how Juniper implements, let's say, OSPF routing versus how Cisco implements. Uh, you know, the same type of technology. So you'll be able to see both flavors. You'll learn about the technology from a vendor independent point of view, just, you know, what is it? How does it work behind the scenes? And then when you go to actually do the implementation with our new lab platform, it is vendor independent. So we do have labs that are on Cisco, but we also have labs that are on Juniper. And we're also working on uh, other vendors that are, uh, we're working out the details in terms of the, uh, kind of interoperability. But the big thing is that pretty much all of our content in networking going forward is going to be um, more diversified into what are the other vendors beyond just uh, Cisco systems. Yeah, I'm seeing a, a comment coming up from the bearded IT dad. I work on Juniper all day, every day, and I'm planning on getting Juniper certs. So um, obviously a huge, a huge thing going forward. Um, Brian, I want to talk to you a little about the SD-WAN bootcamp that uh that is coming up and um can you tell us a little about that and you know give us a plug for it i know um this is something that your team has been working very hard on yeah this is actually the second iteration of this uh, course that i'm going to be delivering and the difference is that now we have access to the pta web-based cloud platform um and the big advantage now is that there's going to be labs that go along with the boot camp that you'll be able to follow along. You as the student will be able to follow along uh, and it's going to be just that one click simplicity that you just click on the launch lab button. It's going to come up with the topology already pre-built. And basically I had to spend a full day in the boot camp last time talking about how do you deal with just server virtualization and this is kind of goes back to what Jack was saying before and the open VPN and the uh, focus on one technology versus another. It's like you accidentally become an expert in these other side technologies that you weren't trying to focus on because you have to go through these nitty gritty details in order to get to the, the topic that you really wanted to learn in the first place. So in our case with this bootcamp, you'll be able to just open up the SD-WAN topology, everything is going to be working, and then you'll be able to build it uh, beyond that uh, to see its functionality. I would imagine that that people are getting a lot more value out of this one as well. You know, you mentioned that at the, at the first iteration, you had to spend almost a full day kind of explaining those details and how to, how to get past some of the, to your words, nitty gritty. Um, you know, you, you must be thrilled to be able to bring more value and more actual meat to one of these boot camps. Yeah, it's a really great feature that we have. And uh, we haven't really publicized it as much as we should have yet for networking, what the what really the power of this platform is and what we can do with it. But there's going to be tons of new labs that are released into the system for networking that you'll see available with your subscription on my.ine and just not having to deal with like now mike was saying before either renting racks or building your own physical uh network uh you'll be able to do that for not only the traditional routing and switching topics but also the new topics like sd-wan um all right awesome jack i want to shift over to you for some cyber developments some previews about things that are coming up um 
first up, career paths aligned with courseware and certifications. This is uh, these are phrases that I've spent the last year uh, hearing and and dealing with very closely. Um, talk to me a little about this. So um, on the back end, obviously cyber, um, obviously the career paths is going to be published sometime very soon, coming out. But when it does, um, what we've been building in the cyber area has been more aligned to what you're going to do in the actual workplace at multi levels of your career progression up to about six to eight years of experience actually um it's in depth it is focused on what i've talked about on here multiple times the career path so that would be you know you have uh, offensive um, operations or red teaming as we know it defensive operations blue teaming as we know it or security engineering or yellow team as it's not commonly referred to as which is also frequently it it's basically it with security you know security minded it but we are working towards building in the job roles the actual functionality that you need in the actual position now unlike you know left and right with uh, mike and brian we're a bit more tool agnostic because in the actual you know cybersecurity workplace if you move from one position to another position within the enterprise environment, you're gonna have a whole new tool set that you have to learn. So we're more focused on processes, procedures, and research to be able to ask the questions necessary to understand the security posture and improve it. So um, yeah, I mean, it is it is just what we're working towards in general for the past you know, while to say, but we're actually gonna be producing something very soon. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's very exciting. I want to get back really quickly. I just saw a comment come in from Aziz. Uh, dates for Brian's SD-WAM bootcamp. Uh, Brian, do you want to weigh in on that? I'll have to check my calendar. Give me just a second here. Um, Catherine, why don't you get back to me on that? And I will All right, fair take point. a look at that and, right um, Again, just while Brian's checking on that, we'll come back to him so he can verbally reinforce it. But we do have the links in um in our uh, in posted in chat and we're posting them right after. So um, stick around Aziz, we'll get right back to you on that or click on one of those links. Um, Jack, I'm gonna hop back to you to talk a little bit, you know, we, we sort of teased some of the upcoming certifications and the expansion um, of those. Can you talk a little about what what areas we're going to be pursuing and give us sort of a sneak peek on, on you know, where we're headed? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, we're building out the three different um, so we're building out the three different verticals in there, at least I'll, I'll call them those verticals. Um, so one, we're expanding out the blue team section. Really, uh, we're breaking apart. Incident response is in and of itself a career path. You can go almost your entire career working in incident response with specializations between malware analysis, reverse engineering, or um, digital forensics, You know, actually sitting in front of a courtroom and giving testimony to evidence that you found or you recovered. So we are looking at that as more holistic picture and dividing up the incident response into the professional levels, the advanced levels and breaking up the certifications to be more rounded and about a bit more reflective as to what we experience in the red team certs currently, because you know, you have EJPT, then you have CPPT and then you have CPTX as a certification pass. As far as what we have coming very, very soon, um, it's not been a secret that we've had, you know, Josh Mason and Alexi Ahmed working on EJPT as well as PTS and penetration testing. So coming up very soon, we should be seeing those courses coming out with the new update on the new updated platform, as well as hopefully, a you know, an updated uh, certification that's looking to be a bit more difficult, but much better reflective of the actual positions and skills necessary to get into a job role. Yeah, some big changes coming up there. Um, you know, and really in in all of the learning areas, uh, I think it's fair to say INE doesn't stop. We've never stopped, and we don't intend to uh, anytime soon. Some big changes. I want to go uh, round robin really quick um, and just well, don't feel like you have to go really quick. I guess I just <laughs> want to ask you um, each what you're most excited for coming up. It can be something within your learning area or, or just with, you know, with the company as a whole or, or really even within the industry. You know, what what do you look at right now as a professional and say, wow, I am like jazzed about that. That gets my passion going. I'm into it. Brian? 
I would say it's our new automation for the labs. So I've been working on a project like this for so long and to get it to the point where we can just click one button and then spin up the labs for networking, it's a huge leap forward in our technology behind the scenes. Um, it may not look like that from the front end because it's so simple when you're dealing with the web-based interface, uh, but there is really a lot of research and heart and soul that went into the lab platform. So that's what I'm looking forward to most is people in networking um, discovering that we have not only videos, but also labs that correspond to each of them now. Awesome. Jack, what about you? I, so to piggyback off of Brian, I'm in, I am super hyped about the automation, but on the certification front, being able to take this, you know, take these labs and these exams that we are building out, which keep in mind that our instructors are doing very heavy. We, we generally start with the certification, look at where it's at and where we want to go. And then we go back and we will reverse engineer all the courses that we want to lead to those certifications. So when you talk about that, being able to build automation in from the ground set, on top of that, we're going to have expanded anti-cheating capabilities. We're going to have expanded automation capabilities. We're going to intentionally be designing multiple paths, multiple ways to get different answers, question pools, all sorts of stuff. I'm very excited about that. All right, Mike, you're up. Yeah, so Brian and Jack took the good answers, but I'm not going to disagree with what they said. To, to piggyback <laughs> on those, I'll just add in my, my uh, thoughts on top of that. I really enjoy when I hear from somebody or just see somebody celebrating out, out there, whether, uh, you know, whether they're new in their career or whether they're in IT and they're moving into cloud. I feel like we're building the vehicle for that. That's what I'm excited about. So beyond what Brian and Jack said on the technical side, you know, we've got air cover from the top of I&E to build something that's never existed before. And that's exactly what we need to do. And uh, that's what I'm excited about most is we're going to create something that's never existed and help people get further in a way that nobody has ever done before. Yeah, that's a innovation, good creation, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I will um, say that the lab automation is insanely cool. I could go on about that forever, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're all pretty excited about that. I, again, no, it's a big change, um, but, but so much opportunity there. Just, again, sky's the limit. I want to circle back to uh, Aziz, I believe who was asking about the um, the uh, SD-WAN bootcamp. Aziz, those dates have not been finalized just yet. Keep checking back on our uh, bootcamp uh, website. We'll have those dates as soon as they're finalized. We'll have them up and ready. And that goes for um, goes for all of our bootcamps. So um, yeah, any, any uh, final thoughts, you guys? I'm, I'm actually enjoying this format. I think, you know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, too, about INE Live is that we're going to continue to do this once a month so that we will continue on and being able to talk about, you know, what's going on in our different sections. Um, it's and I see just to go ahead and make a point real quick. I see all of the customer, you know, support either tickets or comments or feedback. I practically live in, you know, cohabitate with our customer support group. Um, I, we, we hear you guys, right? So this is actually allowing us to constructively talk about what we are building and things like that, because sometimes it's difficult just to get the message out there in a meaningful way, but I'm, I'm really enjoying this and looking forward to this, Catherine. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really glad you said that. Um, I mentioned this at the top of the stream, but, um, this is a, a kind of a new, a new type of stream that we're putting together. We're calling it the INE boardroom where we're bringing together the content directors into one sort of virtual for now space um, to talk about, uh, you know, what, what's, what's been happening, what is coming up and just give you guys a chance um, to, to get some perspective on, on things um, and, and ask your, ask your questions. A lot of great comments today. Um, people, you know, who are, who are weighing in, getting, um, or who are listening in, um, getting a lot of value out of this. Um, a couple, um, a couple uh, audience questions I want to get to before we before we wrap it up here. Um, Aziz, back to Aziz. Um, what is the expectation on the industry's acceptance of INE certifications? I think this is a great question. Um, you know, obviously, we we would hope that the industry is um, you know is is enthusiastically embracing our certifications, but it goes far beyond that because we know it is proven that the industry. Um, we'll get on board with this. 
because this is a, a proven tested method that we've followed. And, and we already have um, a number of certifications through the eLearn security um, through the eLearn security brand. But I want to turn that over to you guys. Um, and, and I'd love to hear each of your perspectives on that. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. Sure. I think that, you know, part of that is my responsibility to talk about like what we're doing. But I think to your point, Catherine, there's already been quite a bit of momentum on previous certifications, um, especially now that everything's kind of converging from all the acquisitions. It's already been quite a reputation on everything that we've done collectively. Um, but yeah, I think that we just need to talk about it more. And I think what you'll notice happen as time goes on, as we continue to build more labs, I think that people are going to start to undeniably <laughs> notice what we're doing, right? Uh, but we do, you know, I got to do a good job of educating, you know, the uh, the ecosystem of what we do, what we've got. But I think that that's a cool opportunity because the labs that we're going to build that support these certifications are going to be so um, progressive and what you actually have to do hands-on. I think that any employer that looks at that, even if they're not previously aware of the certification, I think they will be impressed. And so that's how I kind of plan on the cloud certifications and the labs that we're doing on to handle that. Um, but I think that also, you know, there's already a reputation there. So everybody that's supported cloud skills, um, you know, Pentester Academy, and of course, the other acquisitions, INE especially, um, I think that, you know, it's already happened in the past and it's going to continue to grow. So that's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, I love the word you use there, Mike, opportunity, because I think mm. I think it is, um, you know, we're, we're at the ground floor of, of an absolutely huge opportunity here. Jack, what do you think the, the industry expectations and, you know, reaction is going to be? So I think it's going to be, well, I think it's going to be twofold. One, um, we talked previously about our instructional designers and part of the reason why they're, we're so involved with them and building these certifications and building these, you know, the courseware and things like that is for industry recognition. We are intentionally documenting things. We're making it very clear what the objectives and the outcomes are, which it makes it very easy to create something you can just hand over to the employer and say, look, if I have the certification, this is what I know. On top of that, one of the things we're doing with the certifications is we are trying to mimic real life expectations and experience that you'll have in the day-to-day -day job. And what I mean by that is um, I don't, like I have zero plans to sign off on having some type of person view. The entire room is covered and coded and you can't see anything as you're taking the certification. That's unrealistic. You can Google stuff. It's fine. We're going to make it very short on the testing time frame, So you better know it. But you know, if, if there's a knowledge based questionnaire in there, the entire, the intent is, you know it and you know it well enough. And you're putting your hands on the computer, you're doing the skills and you're doing the steps necessary to do the job because you're going to have Google, you're going to have searching resources available to you in the job marketplace. So why have an unrealistic certification that the room must be purely clean and nobody can be around you while you're showing off these skills? It doesn't make any sense. So I think that the industry, once they see this, the, the like I said, the new way that we're handling this, where we're just treating you like an individual that's going to be an employee, and that's the entire purpose of this, is employment as the primary objective. I think that they'll accept it very well. Brian, you've been with INE for, for a long time. You've seen a lot. Uh, what do you think? Well, certification was originally our primary business, preparing people for certification. So pretty much anybody that's an INE customer knows about what are the networking certifications out there. Um, we are working on a networking certification of our own. I can't go into too many details yet because it's still super secret squirrel behind the scenes uh, that we're working on the project. Uh, but uh, we do have, like Mike was saying, with the advent of our new platform for the labs, that is going to be the big differentiating factor with our certifications versus uh, what you see out there in the industry today. So I would say that the recognition is going to come over time as people really understand, like Mike was saying, what the capabilities of this platform are and how it transforms your ability to not only learn from a hands-on point of view, but also be tested from a hands-on point of view in, in the terms of like a certification. Uh, Want to get to, thank you. Thank you for that, Brian. Um, Want to get to a question from Ronan Sec. 
because um, I think this is a really, really important question and something that 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 is worth clarifying. Um, Ronan Sag asked, why take out the report aspect of e-learn security exams? It will lose value in the marketplace. And please give us the option of a VPN too. Forcing us to use that web VM is not good. We'll clip the breakdown of the labs from earlier as a post. Um, this is this is representative of uh, of you know some comments that we've gotten. Jack, I see you you kind of chuckling there because this is not this is not unfamiliar criticism um, or reaction. But mm -hmm. to your point, it's it's not going away. Well, so there's two things here. Uh, one, we aren't taking away the reporting feature. That people took me saying automation and just assumed that I'm taking away the reporting feature. I'm not, not at all. What I am going to say right now is that it might get moved around a little bit to where it makes more sense because realistically, you're not in charge of the report as a junior individual. That's that's just not realistic in the career path. Realistically, in the career path, you're, if you're a junior individual, your entire job is to gather data and to make connections. And then your boss, your manager will be doing the reporting feature. So, you know, just because I say automation and change and that I'm excited for changing the certifications does not mean that I'm saying I'm going to completely erase everything that's there that, you know, eLearn Security does or our reporting features. We have two wonderful examiners that I work with on a weekly basis quite well. And I'm not trying to <laughs> remove them from the, you know, the process of the progress either. I just want to add more value to the reporting feature by making sure that it happens at a professional level like it would, would actually in the job market. As for the VPN stuff, again, we've already talked about this. It is, we are intentionally, if we're focusing on skills and requirements for training, then we're going to you know, make sure that we do so in a repetitive manner that's accessible globally. And that's not to say that there's not something coming along. This is just version one, and this is where we're at. Thank you for the clarification, Jack. I uh, hope that clears it up a little bit, Ronan Sick. If not, uh, we will be back here in March for another version of uh, the, the INE boardroom. Hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. If there's something that, uh, that you wanted us to address that we didn't, let us know. We'll try to get to it next time. Brian, Mike, Jack, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Catherine. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up today's stream. Thank you for watching. If you missed it live, look for the replay across our social media channels and on the INE website. And I'm gonna give one more plug for the bootcamp schedules. They are also on our website and uh, you'll be able to find those. They'll populate on our website just as soon as we get those dates uh, finalized. There are already a number of them on there. We'll be live again right here in two days. Thursday, February 24th, for an introduction to Mount Cloud. This is a concept that we're having a lot of fun with uh, developing and creating here at INE. We know it's going to be a great journey for students. Mike will be here along with INE's Chief Marketing Officer, Scott Cedarbaum, to explore changes to INE's cloud platform, as well as uh, answer questions about how you can start your journey in the cloud space. And if you're already on your journey, how you can best utilize uh, INE's Mount Cloud training tools to better uh, your experience. So be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop for details on our next stream and get notified when we do go live. As always, bring your questions. Thank you for some great questions and audience engagement today. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.